Gentlemen, to another episode of Fumble Rooski Football Podcast, found exclusively on the Too Smart Network. I'm your guy KP, and tonight, Big Facts isn't feeling too well. But fear not, we got a special guest host. One half, the other half, I should say, of the Too Smart Dummies. We got the homie Q in the building. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother? Good to be here. First time on Fumble Rooski. Yeah, man, Fumble Rooski. We, we, you know, we do things a little bit differently. You know, you guys are super professional on the Two Smart Dummies, which can also be found at the Two Smart Network. You know, it's one of the best basketball podcasts out today. You know, I only really fuck with two of them, All the Smoke, and then, of course, Two Smart Dummies, man. That's what got me hooked into the game in the first place. We appreciate but, the love, uh, yeah, man. man. Well, hey, I appreciate you filling in on short notice. You got some big shoes to fill for big facts, but hey, I got faith in you. Your boy has faith in you that you can get the job done. So I have all the confidence in the world. Just don't fuck up too bad. <laughs> we'll flame you in the comments. I'm just letting you know now. I do my best. So we're just going to get into a few things uh, this week. You know, of course, we're going to recap the games. Uh, Jerry Jones talking reckless. Uh, Marlon Humphreys caught a bag. And, you know, just a couple of rumors, and we're going to have a quick recap in college football over the weekend from some of the big games, you know, SEC season kicked off. But first of all, man, it was a wild and crazy week three. So did you, so first of all, all right, so big facts in myself, you know, we go back and forth all the time. You know, he's an Eagles fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I know you got a squad, bro. So who's your squad before we get into all of this? Uh, Currently the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, Las Vegas Raiders, all right. Hey, I got a beef with your tight end, though, Darren Waller. So we got a little segment called Hate O'Clock. You know, it just don't feel right doing it this week without the homie Big Facts. But Darren Waller, I was going to hate on him because uh, him, the New Orleans Saints defense, and Lamar Jackson, they they uh, messed me up in fantasy. Hey, it wasn't Waller's fault, though, okay? It wasn't Waller's fault. Man, you know what? Waller only gave me one point. And when, you, when you're playing on Team KP, I got to run it like Jerry Jones, man. I got to throw niggas under the bus who underperform. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to stall him out. I'm going to stall it him was, out. It wasn't no Darren fault this time, man. Man, I I don't know. Hopefully, he can give me a little bit of something better next week because uh, he's going on the bench. You know, I had to pick up Greg Olson, and he will be replaced if he does not. I think that's some old slave master shit. Like, I'm saying, like sure master from back in the day, man. That's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't like them vibes. Look at you. You got me uncomfortable. Toxic. I know, right? We're going to get pulled off the air. Look, <laughs> this is going to be terrible. But, uh, man, going into, uh, let's get into uh, recapping some of the week three games. So, we actually got a week four game on right now, the Jets and the Broncos. For those of you out there who care, by the time you hear that, though, this game, they, well, the time you hear this show, that game will be long. Gone. I don't watch so bad football. 17 to 16. Hey, you know what? Everybody slept on last week's matchup and the week before that, and they were pretty good. But, uh, you know, it's a close game. It's not too bad. So, uh, going into it first, man. So, a couple of games. And then we can take the time to talk about them. We got a little bit over an hour, so we can break all of these games down. So, I would think first game on my plate, man, the game of the week which I was really excited to see, but I kind of knew the outcome going in. The Cowboys and Seahawks. So, started a little rough uh, for the Cowboys, but it was a close game. Russell Wilson went off. 
they ended up winning 38 to 31. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, Russell Wilson, he's he's looking like the sole MVP candidate. I know Josh Allen's out there balling out of control, but Russell Wilson is just on another level right now, man. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, is there a throw that he can't make? Um, the, Russell Wilson is flat out incredible. But if you're the Cowboys. Listen, I know that this is a different era of football, but I feel like any time that you have your quarterback throwing 60 times a game, you're probably not going to win the game. Uh, and it really didn't even have to come down to that. Not at all. And, you know, so I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm a realist. So, one, I will say this. That loss was not Dak Prescott. Oh, I agree with you. I think not Dak's a good all. quarterback. I, don't, I didn't want that to come off He's as Dak. He's a very good quarterback. Yes. He's, oh, no, no, no. So I don't, I don't see it as hating at all. Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. He's more than serviceable because a lot of people forget. Tony Romo had his moments too. I think Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback, but that team is predicated on the run. Correct. And Ezekiel Elliott had a rough day. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me now, but I know that he definitely didn't break 100 yards. He didn't score. He barely broke 50 yards. I think he might have had one score. Yeah, he had but, 14 carries for 34 yards and one touchdown. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. his longest run was nine yards. So, see, the Seattle's defense had his number pretty much all day. I think the one touchdown run was probably like from the seven-yard line. But he had a rough day. But Dak Prescott, you know, he was slinging the ball all over the place. And Seattle's secondary was really weak. You know, they had a few injuries. Uh, Jamal Adams, you know, he made some big plays early on. But for the most part, you know, a lot of defense wasn't played in a 38-31 game. You could say that uh, if the Cowboys would have made some of the field goals that they missed, you know, they probably would have had a chance to win the game. But I'm solely looking at one thing here. And the glaring issue, the most glaring issue to me, is that defense. When you have over nine penalties on the secondary alone, that's a problem. That is a problem. And the Cowboys secondary, come on, man, let's be realistic. They, they've been trash for years. Yeah. I don't know how they were considered a top 10 defense last year because I thought their defense was trash last year. And I'm a fan of the team. So even a lot of those big names aren't even there anymore. You know, you don't have Byron Jones. You don't have Jeff Heath. Uh, you have a lot of injuries in the secondary. You know, Xavier Woods is out. Uh, Chudadea Wuzie is out. And so you're going in here with Daryl Worley and a young Trayvon Diggs, who, God bless him, man, he did his best. But, you know, DK Metcalf just took That dude's a beast, that. man. If it was, yeah, if it wasn't for that, for him, Leon Letting, across the uh, goal line, it would have been way worse. Man, but, you know uh, what's crazy is that, you know, we're recording this on Thursday in pandemic days, I feel like this game was two weeks ago uh, because I forgot about him basically fumbling out of the end zone uh, from getting caught from behind. Uh, you know, if I, that doesn't even feel like Sunday. No, it really didn't. But you know what? It's just football is such an escape where, and I know we're talking in like the pandemic games, it doesn't even bother me that there's not a crowd there. I don't even notice. Oh, uh, yeah, same. Because of the pipe in noise and the camera angle. Same with basketball. But, uh, yeah, I know. It's just I did, I'm just so happy to see a sport again. Like I, hell, I watch playoff baseball. Oh, I was watching baseball today too. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to let my employer know that, but man, come on, they know what it yep. is. I'm sure the CEO of every company is at home watching baseball yep. or something else right now. But uh, you know, it didn't really bother me too much, and I thought that that had us 
an effect on the Seahawks to a T because, you know, they really rely on that 12th man. And I think that the game was only close because the fans were out of it. And, you know, a lot of the QBs, like Dak Prescott, could get his cadence off. And you didn't really have that many false starts or offsides calls. But you had a ton of just illegal touching, defensive pass interference. And the Cowboys secondary, had they have to get more discipline. I don't know what Mike Nolan has to do with that team. But I really think that that was the universe telling them, hey, man, Earl Thomas is out there. Go get him. You need a vet back there with those younger players. I think a lot of people are saying, man, you don't want that head case in your locker room. I say this, bring him in for a cup of coffee. Uh, another weakness that was exposed with the Dallas Cowboys, the offensive line. Connor Wood, or uh, was it Terrence Steele? Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Connor Williams? Man, they just, like, the defensive line for the Seahawks had their way with those guys. And they were just so overmatched and so overwhelmed. You got to bring in former offensive guard Ron O'Leary for a cup of coffee man you gotta have these guys come in because if they want to win and Jerry Jones looks like he's in win now mode you gotta make these adjustments until you can pull Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith uh, off of IR and back into the starting lineup. Well the biggest thing about Seattle to me is I mean they are a long way away from the Legion of Boom that secondary is is an absolute atrocity Um, just getting burned left and right Michael Gallup got off for you know six catches, 138 yards. Cedric Wilson, a relative unknown, got off yeah, for 100 let's yards. Talk about that. You know. Yeah, he ate. Yeah, big yeah. Time. Two touchdowns, 100 yards, like five catches. Wide receiver on the team. Yeah, Amari Cooper got nine catches for 86 yards. So you know what I mean. Ceedee Lamb had 65 yards, but that. So if you're that <clears throat> that Seattle secondary. I mean that I know you're three and zero, but man, I, I feel like this is just what Pete Carroll does, though. Man, they 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 like to pull wins out of their asses. Games got to be harder than they have to be. Um, but as long as you got Russ, man, you you got a chance to win the game. And there's very few quarterbacks currently that you can say that about. Yeah, I think with the Seahawks, they go the team goes as Russell Wilson goes, and Russell Wilson's on fire right now. And that division overall, man, I mean, the NFC West is just stacked. I mean, every team 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, and it's pretty much almost a four-way tie for first place. It's the exact opposite of the NFC East right now, which I, I, I got to call them the NFC least, man, because, you know, the Cowboys are 1-2, and two, the Giants and Eagles are 0-3, and, and the Washington football team named TBD, I believe they're 1-2 and two as well. They took a pretty hard loss to uh, the Cleveland Browns this weekend, uh, 34 to 20. And uh, I think that might be a proper time to segue. Let's talk about that real quick. So it looks like Baker Mayfield had a day, man. You know, he had, uh, he bounced back from some of the recent criticisms. You know, they got that good win in the shootout versus Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Baker Mayfield was 16 to 23 for 156 yards, two tutties, uh, got sacked twice, uh, threw no picks. So, you know, that was pretty impressive by him. The running attack served strong for them. Uh, Nick Chubb had 108 yards, Kareem Hunt had 46. Uh, OBJ led receiving with 59 yards. So, uh, you know, they had a pretty good rounded attack, but I think more or less it was just predicated upon the mistakes of the Washington football team named TBD. I mean, Dwayne Haskins had three picks and got sacked three times. So can we can, can we have a quick conversation uh, just about this game? Let's have a quick conversation. Let's because go. there is some bad quarterback play in the NFL. Uh, just, just a lot. Because I know people talk about Baker Mayfield and they're hoping that he bounces back. 
What have we seen from Baker Mayfield that makes us think that he's a good quarterback or, an, or more than an average quarterback? And Dwayne Haskins, I know he's young. Dwayne Haskins stinks. Like, he stinks. All right. So, I'm going to be good cop here. I'm going to stall them both out. You know why? Because they've had different coaching staffs in each season they've been in the league. It's almost like Alex Smith. When he played with the 49ers, you got a different offensive coordinator, a different head coach, all damn near almost every year. So with Dwayne Haskins, I want to give him time because I think that Ron Rivera could uh, have something with him. I think if you get him in the right system and you get the right coaches and you work towards his strengths and not his weaknesses, he could be something. Baker Mayfield, uh, I mean, it's pretty much a contract year for him. You know, they're looking yeah, but at that fifth-year option, whether look, Cleveland will take it or not. Look, I don't think he's bad. Look at his numbers, though. He should be better. Yeah, is it a guy that you want to yeah. pay and make a franchise quarterback? I mean, how many guys – you could pay anybody to come in and be 16, 23 for 156 yards and two touchdowns. That's literally a nothing game. Now, of course, that running game is the strength of their offense with Nick Chubb, and, and, and they have kind of reduced the roles of those wide receivers um, to make it about the running backs, but – I, I I hear you. What you're saying about Baker being di- Baker Mayfield stinks, and, and I know stinky quarterbacks when I see him, and I don't see a scenario where he's going to be like I don't. I would not pay Baker Mayfield. I would draft another quarterback. Yeah, but if you're the Cleveland Browns, do you really want to go down that road again, depending on a rookie? Because I think Baker Mayfield is serviceable. Yeah, but you don't pay serviceable. Just... Uh, I don't know, man. The Vikings paid Kirk Cousins. Well, that's the Vikings' problem. Look where they're at so, now. I mean, you know, but but he, but it's somebody that's serviceable getting paid, right? I'm saying, if if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, but I get what you are you get, are you like, yeah, well, Baker Mayfield's gonna get us to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Nah, it just depends on how the season goes. I mean, I don't think he's the worst option out there, but he's certainly not playing to the level which he should, especially with all that offensive talent. Out Correct. There. I mean, hell, for all we know, Dak Prescott might be a Cleveland Brown next year if they don't get a long-term deal. I know people like to uh, shit on Derek Carr, but Derek Carr has never had weapons. And if you give Derek Carr, outside of Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree, that one one year, one and a half years for 16-17, if you give Derek Carr... uh, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Harrison Bryant. Oh, he'll eat. He's going to eat. You know what I mean? And that's that's the thing. Everybody shits on Derek Carr and says he's an average quarterback, which I agree with. But if you give him talent, he is good enough to elevate your team, and we've seen that. He's just never had it. And Baker Mayfield has so much talent. He's like a better Joe Flacco, in my opinion. Derek Carr. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's a better Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I can see that too. So I think Kirk Cousins is pure trash. Most of those Michigan State quarterbacks are pure trash. You can look at Connor Cook, but that's another story for another day. Uh, transition into quarterbacks who uh, did not play so well. Bears and Falcons, man, thirty to twenty-six. The Atlanta Falcons blow yet another lead. Seems like they're in free fall. They're at zero and three. I don't see how Dan Quinn and I said this last week. I don't see how Dan Quinn was allowed back on the team bus to go to the airport to fly home. Well, I think they were in Atlanta. So Should Lane Kiffin his he ass allowed back in the locker room? Yeah, I don't see how it was, man. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, of course, gets pulled. Nick, Nick Foles has to come in and do cleanup duty. Uh, Nick Foles was sixteen to twenty-nine for one eighty-eight, three touchdowns, one pick. Trubisky was thirteen to twenty-two for one twenty-eight, one touchdown, one pick. Got sacked twice. Look. <sighs> 
The only thing Mitch Trubisky is guilty of in this whole scenario is being drafted too high. That's the management of the Chicago Bears' fault. I agree. Mitch Trubisky, look, I live in North Carolina. Uh, I, I think my first year out here was his senior year at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. He was really nothing to write home about. He was just the guy who was the next man up after the previous quarterback graduated and moved on. You know, Mitch Trubisky was brought in. It was, was his one and only year starting. He had a hell of a season. He was in the right spot at the right time. And he balled out, and it translated him into being, what, picked second overall that yep. year? Traded so, up to get him, too. And which was stupid because they only moved one spot. They And the 49ers weren't even going to take a quarterback. They were going to get a... Uh, I think DeForest Buckner. Yeah, the, the same the same dude they got. Defensive line. Yeah. So they so they basically finessed the Chicago Bears. But yeah, Trubisky gets pulled. So uh, once again, you know, you're seeing Nick Foles being put into the starting role, um, akin to what he did in Philadelphia during Carson Wentz's injury during their Super Bowl season. So do you think this is the last that we see of one Mitchell Trubisky as a starter? Not only in the NFL, but definitely in Chicago. Well, yeah, bar an injury in Chicago, for sure, he's done. Um, now, wouldn't shock me if, if I mean, somebody's going to pick him up. Like, I mean, Marcus Mariota is making $8 million a year right now. Marcus Mariota really stinks. Um, I would rather take a chance on, you know, Trubisky, who, who has shown flashes at times to be a competent quarterback. Um, you know, he'll, he'll land somewhere as a backup role. Hell, again, you look at the Raiders, they got Nathan Peterman. Uh, who's Dallas backup quarterback? Uh, Andy, uh, Andy Dalton. Dalton. Again, there's so much bad quarterback, so many bad quarterbacks in the league. He'll land somewhere. Hell, he'll fit right in. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I just thought Trubisky. He is with, I mean, I never really saw him anything other than special. Other, I really never saw him any, as anything special. I think that year, to, in my opinion, you know, the top quarterback of the draft was uh, was Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, clearly, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he, in, a, in a draft class where there were several good quarterbacks available and several average ones, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson are clearly the superstars of that draft class. Like I said, you know, Mitch Trubisky was never anything really that special. But you he know what? Only guilty of being drafted it's, too high. It's the Bears' own fault because Chicago, unfortunately, drafted him because his last name ends in Iski. Uh, they, they, that, that's a franchise that has never had a black quarterback. They're not going to have a black quarterback because all them racist-ass white people in Chicago that that just won't have it. That's how, that's unfortunately the way it goes up there. Um, you know, because there's no other reason that... Kind of like Fayetteville, Arkansas, huh? Oh. What? Oh. Well, they got KJ Jefferson. Yeah, they, oh, yeah. Grofie, so. And Felipe Franks, they didn't turn, they didn't turn the page on that. Yeah, um, but they didn't turn the page. that's what it comes down to for Chicago. I mean, why else would they have drafted Mitch Trubisky? Surely they knew no one was interested in Mitchell Trubisky at number two. Exactly. Or number three. No one. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, have you kind of noticed that the, the trend in the NFL of like, I mean, we are getting marquee matchups with black quarterbacks and it's not being talked about, which is a great thing. But also for us, it is really, that's special. Like you talk about, you know, the Cowboys and the Seahawks, you got two starting black quarterbacks who are, you know, two of the top 
seven best quarterbacks in the league. Same thing with Chiefs and Ravens, the last two MVPs in Mahomes and, and uh, Lamar. Um, you go down to Arizona. Kyler Murray looks talented as all get out. I mean, you're really st- – Man, let's talk about that actually. Yeah. Uh, but continue, continue. Yeah, I mean, we had, what, 10 black quarterbacks starting in week one now. I mean, that's obviously diminished to nine because Terod Taylor, uh, you know, which in the most bizarre case of medical malpractice I'd ever heard of, you know, he gets jabbed in the chest by the team doctor who misses his rib and punctures his lung, I, which I was sue that we talked about this last week, just the medical malpractice there, which makes zero sense to me. But uh, yeah, Cardinals and Lions, man. Kyler Murray, uh, so the Lions actually get their first win of the season, 26-23. to 23. Uh, Kyler Murray threw three interceptions. Uh, mainly, you know, it's just he got a little trigger happy. He had two touchdowns. He was 23-35 for 270 yards. Uh, I just think that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a loss that he had to take, you know, a lump. I mean, Nuck Hopkins had 137 yards uh, with 10 receptions, so... No touchdowns. Uh, Andy Isabella had two touchdowns. Uh, Larry Legend didn't really do much, man. I think that the, you know, we might the sun might be setting on his career. A little might bit. be. It's over. Uh, that, it's over. He was going to retire after I last year. I tried to year. give him his due. He, yo, man, he's a Hall he's, of Famer. I think he just first had, ballot. you know, uh, I could put him up as first ballot. First ballot. Yeah, most deaf. Um, I just think he wants to get that one Super Bowl. And, you know, the Cardinals, man. Nah. They're, they're in position. Don't talk yourself yeah, into they, it. All right. So, I think they could make a run. You know, we have the extra playoff slots. They're doing pretty good. I mean, they're a game back out of first in the division. Now, it is week three, and they did play the Detroit Lions and took an L. But, you know, I think once Kyler gets that under control, I think they could play some good football. You know, and they have played some good football. I know we talk about bad QBs, but can we focus on bad coaches for a second? The Lions had... Don't say Cliff. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cliff. No, 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 no. Not Patricia. Cliff. I, although, Cliff Cliff came upon this job under shady circumstances that others would never be afforded. Yeah. But yeah. Matt Patricia in Detroit, the Lions had lost 11 straight games. They fired Jim Caldwell after going 9-7. and going 9-7. Nine and Matt Patricia has won nine games since he's been there in three years. How does this do? We talk about Dan Quinn. How does Matt Patricia have a job? I'm, I'm going to tell you how he has a job, man. The Belichick effect. Because all of, if you look at all of Bill Belichick's disciples from his coaching tree throughout history, you got Josh McDaniels, you have uh, Matt Patricia, you got Joe Judge now, you got Charlie Weiss. Romeo Cornell. All of these owners. Yeah, Romeo Cornell, uh, Brian Flores. Bill O'Brien. All of these. Yes, Bill O'Brien. I think if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, Bill O'Brien is probably the most successful, and that's saying some shit. Yeah. That's saying yeah. something because the Houston Texans are average at best. But I think what it is is that all of these owners envision hey, my team's going to become the next Patriots because it's basically having a younger version of Belichick or another Belichick there. And I think that where a lot of these coaches fail is that they try to introduce their own version of the Patriot way with all of these different ball clubs, and it doesn't work. Except for... You know, it only works in one place. In New except England. for Tennessee, Mike Vrabel has done a really good job. Oh, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, forgot about Mike Vrabel. But so he's the thing, he, he may be the lone... Exception. The thing with Bill Belichick is it's the Phil Jackson effect, right? Like, none of Phil Jackson's 
uh, uh, coaches ever went on to do anything good. They all stunk from Brian Shaw to Kurt Rambis to Jim Clemens to whomever it may have been. They all stunk. And it's the same thing with Bill Belichick. Now, on the flip side of that, you go look at guys who are no longer or, or maybe aren't but should be considered the greatest of all time, like Greg Popovich, who, you know, his disciples go and transform organizations and have been successful. Same thing with Pat Riley. And now you flip that back to the NFL. You look at Bill Walsh. Andy Reid's a disciple exactly. of Bill Walsh. Right. John Gruden's a disciple of Bill, Bill Walsh. Yeah, so, you know, that that you just see how good a coach really is at empowering his staff and allowing them to learn and really allowing them to do uh, things on their own, as opposed to coaches who have their have to have full control of everything and and they keep everything a secret. Because you, the, I would not hire anyone from the Patriots coaching staff ever if I was running a team. Just like I would not hire anyone from a Phil Jackson coaching tree ever, because I've seen, with the exception of Mike Vrabel, it's all been a mess. Yeah, it's, it's just been crazy, and I think the only team, so Variables players want to play for him, and I think Flores I like Brian has Flores a good too. locker room down there. I like him a lot. I think that that team really rallied around him and plays for him. I think once they hit a stride and get some, uh, you know, they've got a lot of ex-Patriots down there uh, on the defensive side of get the ball. Get two in the game. What you waiting for? Yeah, that's what I just put him in. What you waiting for? Put him in. Everybody, he's going to be the moneymaker. He's the one that's charged of being the face of the franchise because let's be honest he's not the first Miami Dolphins head coach to uh to have it rough you know they hadn't really had a solid franchise player since Dan Marino retired and that was 20 years ago it was 21 right. years ago so I mean it might as well just be two what you time. what you waiting for uh, yeah exactly you have nothing to lose here I mean you're gonna have another pick in probably the first five or ten anyway uh, we can go over a couple of other ones uh the Colts Molly Wap the Jets 36 to 7 Panthers got their first win of the year, 21-16. Uh, TB12 showed up and showed out, 28-10. Bucks beating the Broncos. Uh, your Raiders, man, fell to the Patriots. Yeah, I mean... 36-20. Listen, I saw that coming. Here's the thing. If, we're, if we want to talk about the Raiders, um, once again, the Raiders go into a season with high expectations. Um, but, again... They're down to their third string receivers, you know, and and Darren Waller. Yeah, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, so you're down to Hunter Renfro and a bunch of third stringers because Henry Ruggs is out. Brian Edwards got hurt. Uh, Josh Jacobs dinged up. Uh, So your offensive line is hurt. And the Raiders, I don't know why Paul Gunther is employed, but Paul Gunther is a terrible defensive coordinator. And that has been – Oh, yeah. That's – I don't know how he because then he used to be the coordinator of the, of the Jets Bengals. back in the day. Bengals, oh, yeah. Bengals? So okay. he he gets a lot of undue credit for that. Um, that what's the coach in um, Minnesota? Uh, 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 yeah, Mike Zimmer of running that four six scheme, um, and before that Marvin Lewis. But I have not seen anything that makes me think that uh, that. Paul Gunther deserves to be an NFL defensive coordinator. So um, the Raiders are a young team, man. And, you know, yeah. I, I, it's pretty easy to say if you're Bill Belichick, who is the best coach in the game, to say, well, they can't stop the run. So Rex Burkhead, have a great time. Sony Michelle, have a great time. Uh, also, 
Cam Newton have a great time. And the other thing with the Raiders, they're down to their third string, double Darren Waller, stack the box against Josh Jacobs, and the game is over. And that's what happened. Yep. Yep, they're a good young team, man. The I mean, the sky's the limit for that team. I mean, the way they handle New Orleans, I think they can really compete. When they're healthy, um, they'll be they 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 could be yeah. a wild card team. Yep, but I, I think definitely, you know, outside of uh, there's only two people I could consider comeback player of the year: Alden Smith and Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Newton's really uh, thriving in that system. Uh, you know, Titans beat the Vikings thirty-one to thirty. Have 49ers beat the New York Football Giants thirty-six to nine. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Houston Texans 28-21. Uh, now, these next couple of games, uh, definitely shootouts. Uh, let's go, I almost said St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams against the Buffalo Bills. Now, this one cut me deep because not only do I have Lamar Jackson, I also have Josh Allen on my fantasy team. I did not start Josh Allen. They were getting pounded by the Rams. I think they scored like 22 unanswered points. And they beat the, the the Los Angeles Rams. Were defeated by the Buffalo Bills, thirty two to thirty five. Josh Allen had three hundred and eleven yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. He's looking like an MVP candidate at this point. You know, Josh Allen is really bald. He was one person coming out of the University of Wyoming. There were questions because you know Wyoming doesn't win a ton. And they don't really play a high caliber of competition. And then there was the tweets and the Twitter controversy. Uh, you know, he said a word that you definitely don't say if you're him. But, you know, it seems like he has uh, come into his own ever since he's gotten into the league. You know, he's a force through the air, a force on the ground. The team really rallies around him. He's got weapons and Stefan Diggs there now. Uh, it's, it's looking, it looks like they're going to make a run, man. Yeah. Um... You know, I, I like. I, I have to admit that I was wrong on Josh Allen. He's been playing very well, um, and I was hating on him. But I will say, listen, the Bills were up. What was it? Uh, Thirty-five it to or, or what? Twenty-eight to seven or twenty-eight to three, and almost lost the game. Like, yeah. Let's let let's not understate how big of a deal that is. Because now that's not on Josh Allen. He don't play defense, but. No, not at all. That offense at times was not able to get the ball moving to keep that uh, that defense off the field. Um, that said, again, I like Josh Allen now. Um, I, I, I li- let me clarify. I like what he's doing. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical that he is as good as he's playing, but I could just be hating. On the other side, Jared Goff, I think, is in that – Garoppolo, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Kirk Cousins, like that Carson Wentz, category. Carson Wentz category guys that you're just like, man, you're good enough for now, but uh, you know we've already paid golf. We're not. What do you do, right? Like yeah. because why? Like what would you pay Jared Goff or Jared Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins? No, me. Personally. I wouldn't pay none of them. Baker Mayfield. I paid Dak Prescott before I would pay any. Yes, of Wentz. I would pay Dak. The, the 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 conversation of who's the better of those two should not be a conversation. Dak Prescott is I'm gonna go clearly. Ahead and say this man. I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and I may seem like a homer, but I think Dak Prescott is the best quarterback out of that 2016 class. I think if you re if you had to draft again today, Dak Prescott would be. In Talk the- about that though. Talk about that because. Here, and listen, I, I hate to bring up race, but let me ask you this. 
if any white quarterback, let's call him, let's say, let's say Jake Fromm. Let's say Jake Fromm had the stats that um, uh, uh, Dak Prescott had coming out of Mississippi State. Two-time SEC quarterback of the year, big bill, 6'4", can can make all the plays. Now, of course, a little raw on the accuracy, not unlike a Josh Allen when he first came into the league. Definitely right. mechanics and stuff that he needed to work work on. This cat was drafted in the fourth round. That that's insane yeah, to me. Insane, insane. He 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 led Mississippi State to being the number one team in the country yes. at one point. But that's a fourth round quarterback. That that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about that drives me crazy yeah. with the NFL. And now I am happy to see that that has changed. We have kind of hit that point to where these dudes ain't looking for these slow white quarterbacks anymore the game is evolving uh, you're looking for dual threats yes yeah the game the game is evolved and people are starting to catch up because it's almost like it was in the 50s and 60s man when you didn't have black players at all until alabama played usc uh, alabama's getting blown out and bear Bryant's like hey who are those guys we got to get some mm-hmm. of them in tuscaloosa mm-hmm. and so we're coming to another point hey what kind of quarterback is that we need one of those guys over here and so that's why you're seeing such an influx of african-american quarterbacks you know there's one man that we have to thank for that i'm gonna go ahead and say it michael vick but now his predecessors need to get their just due as well. One Warren Moon, one Randall Cunningham, because they revolutionized the position. But Michael Vick took it to the stratosphere, in my opinion. But moving on, uh, we can hold, talk on, hold, about on, this hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, whoa, whoa, hold up. I, I smell hating. All right, what's on you your mind? You gonna disrespect Dante Culpepper? Man, you putting Dante Culpepper over Michael? I Vick. didn't say over Michael Vick. I'm just saying he deserved yeah, to be what it mentioned. Like you doing? He deserved to be mentioned. Man, you know what? Let me add another one to that list because I'll tell you somebody who I will mention that deserves a lot more just dude than Dante Culpepper, Steve McNair. Okay, right yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, okay. I thought you was about to say Steve Doug McNair. Williams. I was gonna say Doug Williams was actually trash, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but Steve McNair. Steve McNair, no doubt about it. He, if imagine how good he would have been if he didn't have Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Man, he would have been. He awesome. would have been in the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady stratosphere, and oh man, most definitely, so. probably would have won that Super Bowl too. Uh, and let's let's uh, finish up with the rest of the recap. So uh, Giants, I mean Saints and Packers in a shootout. Uh, New Orleans defense let me down. You know, Saints got the better of them, thirty-seven to thirty. And uh, I wish Beatty was here for this one, man, because I'll say the best one for last. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals, a 23-23 tie. I know, I, I think the reason why he's really sick right now is because the Eagles are fucking trash right now. They're 0-3, or, or pardon me, 0-2-1. They hadn't won a game all year. It, it's really perplexing, man, because a team like that, you know, you... And what the crazy part of it is, the NFC East is so damn bad that they're not even out of reach. You know, I mean, it's only week four, but I know Eagles fans giving up already. They're pretty much ready for the Carson Wentz experience to be over, man. He was uh, 29 for 47, threw for 225 yards, had one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, I think the glaring problem with the Philadelphia Eagles is not only do they have horrible death at wide receiver right now due to all the injuries, but... Yo, the offensive line is just like patchwork. Cape, you tied the KP. Now I don't know how y'all do on this show uh, ordinarily, but I have a rule: uh, the Eagles and the Bengals are winless. Both of them, 
That's all the airtime they get. We ain't got to break oh, down the Eagles. All the time they they trash. Get them on out of here. I'm not. I'm not. No, we done. Yeah, we done. I, but I do. That's why I just said, I, I was just saying, I wish Beatty was here, man. It's like, it's more or less like twisting the knife. Oh, you know? I'm being petty. You know what? I'm being a petty MF he, right now. He deserves for them not to even be talked about. That's how much we going to disrespect the Eagles. So, but I do want to ask you real quick. Shoot. Again. How does a guy like Doug Peterson, like, what do you do with him? How long does a Super Bowl victory last? Because Doug Peterson is shaky. He's shaky. Oh, man. It's Philly. Like, honestly, the next day they were at his neck. After you win the Super Bowl, is is the very next day it's like, hey, what have you done for me lately? Now they're talking about getting rid of Wentz. Now, you know, at one point in time, Wentz was like the savior of yep. Philly. And now you now you piping in booze on my man with a in a crowdless venue. So I don't, I don't get that shit. I want to talk a little bit about the Packers Saints. Um, just an aside. Again, we talking about quarterbacks. Uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Um, they look like forty year old quarterbacks. They look. Drew Brees can't throw twenty yards down the field. Now Tom Brady can still throw it. I don't know that he can still throw it accurately. But he definitely looks like a 40-year-old quarterback. Drew Brees is done. Drew Brees is absolutely done. I saw it. You, you saw it in yep. game one. You saw it against the Raiders. And, you know, there's and you saw it against the Packers. I mean, you're basically, the play is throw it to Kamara five yards down the field and, make, and let him make a play. Um, the, this, the Saints defense has been such a disappointment for a team that was supposedly touting a great defense. Um, on the flip side of that, Aaron Rodgers looks great. Um, you know, oh, yeah. he's back to MVP level Aaron Rodgers, which he had not been playing at the last couple of years. Um, but Aaron Rodgers looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, man. No doubt. I mean, that's what happens when they draft your replacement. I can see Aaron Rodgers ending up in New Orleans next year. If Drew Brees nah, Jameis. That, they, they locking Jameis down. You know what? I think Jameis, man, deserves a second. He absolutely like does. Jameis in college. I, I think, you know, he got LASIK, man. I think he, he'll be Look at all these bad quarterbacks in the league. What do you mean? Of course he does. Hey, hey, he was, He did what? Didn't he lead the league in passing yards last year? Yes. He, he threw, threw 5,000 yeah. yards two years in a row, I think. Yep. Hey, I think with the right system, man, Jameis will be all right. Bruce Arians probably should have stuck with him. Probably. I think Tom Brady's got one more year left in him. But uh, man, that's that'll do it for week three. We're gonna do our week four pick. Can we talk Chiefs Ravens so real quick? Get... I, oh damn, I almost forgot because I, Lamar Jackson pissed me off so bad because he failed me in fantasy. So Chiefs Ravens, yeah, let's let's get into that. So uh, I thought it was gonna be a shootout. It was uh, as entertaining as one sided as a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. Uh, pretty much Patrick Mahomes, man own the Ravens the whole night and shout out to Patrick Mahomes man his girlfriend's pregnant how do you uh do right by our pet you just got half a billion dollars don't lose it how do you stop the Chiefs (laughs) you know I don't know if they can be stopped at this point I think they will lose because you know they got a big test coming in Sunday you know the Patriots are coming to town but uh you know they're looking very what was it, 2007-ish, 2008 Patriots? Yeah. They're looking very 16-0-ish. and Yeah, that, I mean, that, I don't know, I don't know how you beat this team, uh, I, you know, on the flips, and the defense is, is, is playing right, uh, the, you know, from every level, this, this team, um, they're scary. Now, the Ravens, 
the Ravens just got flat out outcoached on every single level yep. of the game. Um, you look at that offense and the and and defense. There were no adjustments made. Um, how many like you know we played? I, I played football. You know if you are guarding a too. guy with speed, the last thing you want to do is give him a ten yard uh, head start. I could not understand right. for the life of me why that defensive coordinator could not have his corners playing bump and run. Like, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play uh, ten yards off the line, you're gonna get burned. And Miko Harbin damn near had two or three touchdowns. Tyreek was snagging. That that's just that's that's horrible coaching. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was crazy. Like, it, it was nuts. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' numbers right now, him, Russ, and Josh Allen, I would say are probably three top three candidates. Lamar Jackson was held to under 100 yards passing. I mean, he only was 15 to 28 with 97 yards. Uh, now, there were a few drops. Mark Andrews was not helping him out uh, at all. Yeah, on he was not helping him. He was Dropped not a touchdown. Drop. I mean... Yeah, and listen, all these people who are saying that Lamar Jackson isn't a, a, a you know isn't a good quarterback um, throwing the ball. Well, they're right. He's not a good quarterback. He's an elite. Oh, absolutely. The ball. But you know what? I I think if you look at him from when he came into the league and even from last year to this year, he is light years ahead of where he was throwing the ball. Like the the the, oh, the drops that that were like the drop from Mark Andrews in the end zone. Was it a perfect ball? No. Was it a ball that should have been caught? Absolutely. It was. Yeah, it was definitely catchable. Yes. And, and you know, so Lamar is only going to get better. And I wonder if, you know, we're, we're, everyone's searching for the, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady rivalry. I'm wondering if that if that's going to be a Lamar, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, if, if that's going to be the rivalry that we sit on for years to come where they play each other every year. And, and that's the game that we look forward to. I think so. You know, I really look forward to it. And, and we're going to see both these teams again in the playoffs anyway. Like, I know we are. I mean, the Ravens will probably win the North. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs got the AFC West locked up. We'll definitely see them again. So I know that this won't be the last time this year that they uh, meet each other one-on-one. Uh, and other football news. So uh, I think one of the bigger stories... Uh, we got our first postponement of the year due to COVID-19. Steelers and Titans is canceled. League thought about doing it on Monday night, but now they're just going to treat this week as a bye week and reschedule it as a, at a later date. So what they'll probably do is take the bye weeks that they were intended to have and then have it then. But yeah, that's our first cancellation, man. Uh, eight players tested positive. Yeah. Um... You know, and that's going to continue to be a risk as we go further into cold and flu season. Uh, so it wouldn't shock me if we have more of these games. But listen, if you're the NFL, because now you're in a situation where now Pittsburgh has to play 13 straight weeks with no bye. That's a bad look. Like you know, that's yep. that's that's unfair to Pittsburgh in a team in a, in a season where no one has any preseason. Everyone's struggling with injuries. Why can't we just figure out a time? Like, what else is going on in the schedule where we can't play this bitch on a Tuesday? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Call up some of those practice squad guys. Yeah, and let let these guys have have a bye week when they need it, not week four. That's the silliest thing ever. I know, right? And, And that's why I agree so much with you and Big Facts on the two smart dummies when you guys said Adam Silver is the best commissioner of all sports and he should be the czar of all 
sports in North America, if not the world. Hands down. Because I figured this would happen. And, you know, I was just thinking, okay, just have either have two Thursday night games or just have the game on Tuesday. Right. Or have it on Friday or Saturday or whatever. Nobody's going to notice. But it's, I mean, there are ways to get around it. I mean, I made a mock NFL bubble in my head. And you could do it if you really wanted to, but they're not. There's so many. Hopefully, this is. There's so many football stadiums. Like, that's why I understand why they didn't. Because you could have, you know, teams between Vegas, Arizona, and LA, and, you know, San Francisco or something like that. Like, that, there, there could be a bubble to where everyone is in LA because there's, there's like four different football stadiums there or six different well, stadiums there. You could do like a bubble at, at SoFi Stadium. Mm-hmm. You could do one in Dallas. You could do one in Glendale. You could do one in Atlanta. Vegas. You could do one at MetLife, Vegas. So anywhere, I mean, you know, it, it could be done. But uh, yeah, so first cancellation of the year. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, Baltimore cornerback, got a big extension today. So uh, good for him. Deserved. Well deserved. Uh, chase that bag, young man. Chase that bag. Um, as far as NFL news, before we get into week four pick them, so, um, there was a little bit of controversy out of Dallas, you know, a lot of people thought Jerry Jones was throwing shade at Dak Prescott, but it was cleared up. It was more or less, you know, he was saying something to the point of, Hey, you know, Dak, if you want to get paid, you got to win the big games like Russell Wilson does, but it was more or less Jerry comparing Dak Prescott to Russell Wilson. I don't know. It was kind of a story, but not really a story. Who knows? Yeah. Not not really. Yeah. Worth What's there it. to I say? Just had to mention it because we had to fill time. Uh, let's get into a little bit of college, man. Before we do these week four pickups, so SEC was back this week. What you think? You know, we're not going to review every game. You know, we're both Razorback fans, obviously. Uh, I think uh, we saw a team that has done a complete one eighty. From last year well they're rebuilding and yep. you know and i was pretty skeptical of you know i i am very upset with arkansas athletics um I, I i love our baseball team i love our basketball team i am very upset with with how they have run this football program into the ground uh, and we don't have to get too deep into it because no one cares unless they're Razorback fans. Frank Broyles curse. Yeah. yeah. Man, most but, you know, again, they, they, they got beat down um, once they figured out, once the quarterback figured out how to throw the ball or they put a quarterback who knew, knew how to throw the ball in the game um, and it got out of hand. But I, I like the addition of Felipe Franks. I don't know what the hell the Razorbacks are doing on offense. Um, the defense looks okay. Um, but Georgia's the fourth best, or the number four team in the country. This is what I expected. That's why I'm going to cut them some slack. I'm going to cut them some slack because Georgia is the fourth best uh, team in the country with a probably top five defense. Uh, Kendall Bryles, I think for what the talent that Arkansas has, especially with that wide receiving core, your running backs and Felipe Franks, I think they'll get it together. I, agree. I just think it shows that due to everything that was going with COVID and the uncertainty of football, they didn't get a lot of practice. They look like a football and team, though. And, yeah. And I mean did. that in a good it, way. It, it total 180. Yeah. It total 180. You know, I think I, I won. I will say this. I think Sam Pittman's the right man for the job. I definitely think that uh, this team responds to him and that they will turn it around. 
And I think Arkansas can surprise some people. I think they'll get a couple of conference wins because they played Georgia tough. They never gave up. I mean, they're a total 180 of the team they were last year. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch them. I'm just glad SEC football's back. Like, I really felt like, man, you know, I'm sitting here in my office Saturday. You know, I'm like, damn, college football is back. Like, this is college football, man. This is what it's all about. Uh, I know that a few other conferences have announced, you know, if you let the president of the United States tell them, hey, he's the reason Big Ten football. Uncle Donnie uh, got Big Ten football going. Big Don. Yeah, man, he he came through and got football. Did going. you uh did you check the Mississippi State LSU game? I did check the Mississippi State LSU game, and uh man, you know everybody thought the air raid wouldn't work in the SEC. Uh, Mike Leach proved everybody wrong, man. KJ Costello had like six hundred yards, and Arkansas has to play Mississippi State this week. But I am feeling. I tell you what, I am digging most about this restart is that all these games are conference only yes. so you feel like you're watching a heavyweight title fight in each game florida old miss auburn and kentucky you know even alabama and missouri even though it was really one-sided you really feel like you are seeing just the main event every week and i and i'm digging it i like it i wish they would move towards more of that so we talked about um KJ Costello, I, I want to say something that, you know, you, you mentioned that people said that the air raid offense won't work in the SEC, um, but let me tell you something right now. The SEC is about to change because I don't know or really care how people feel about Lane Kiffin. He's a first-class ass and a prick, but he can coach. Um, and Man, he coaches that. He can off. coach. And Ole Miss – I think is going to be a problem in the future to come in and put up 35 five points. I think if Lane Kiffin had stayed at Tennessee, Tennessee would have been a powerhouse at some point. Um, oh, yeah. But Lane Kiffin can recruit. Lane Kiffin can coach. Lane Kiffin can put can, can put an offense uh, on the field. But we talk about Mississippi State. If, if he starts to get some athletes there, because KJ Costello is probably the best as far as like quarterback build like a dude built to play quarterback than anything he had at texas tech or at washington state um this mississippi state offense you look at a team like that you look at ole miss you look at at uh texas a&m who we know jimbo fisher is a is is a you know offensive world class yes offensive genius and it hasn't quite got quite gotten going like it should at texas a&m but with those three high octane offenses that's unusual for the sec and you know we saw what happened with lsu last year how you know offense is going to start to dictate the sec um in a way that it probably never has i agree with you man um i mean we see like you know a lot of people say air raid wouldn't work i mean the wildcat why can't it in the sec so if yeah exactly and I think I like it because it brings a different style. And you're going to start to see like more of these big 12-ish matchups mm-hmm. where you got a lot of offense and not too much defense. So uh, I think it'll be cool, man. Uh, speaking of the big 12, man, like Oklahoma took an L this week. I know Beatty wouldn't be happy about that, but they took an L to Kansas State, a team that Arkansas State beat. Yep. And Spencer Rattler, um, young cat, I... I he doesn't stink. I like Spencer Rattler. I, I like him. I like him. I mean, he's a cocky ass motherfucking kid, though, and I don't like that about him. 
but he can play. But see, he's not as bad as Tate Martell. Tate Martell is bad. Tate Martell's cocky and doesn't really back it up, but Spencer Rattler can back it up. Maybe, but that offensive line is bad, and yeah. Oklahoma defense is is just going to be bad. That's that's just that's just part of Oklahoma's defense. That's just part bad. of the game. I mean, I know they have Alex Grinch there now, but they're all yeah. But terrible. but that offensive line is going to get Rattler killed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, they really got to lock that up. And, man, maybe it's just due to – but then again, they've been playing for a few weeks now, but who who knows. Uh, but I think, you know, they'll bounce who? back. But uh, Texas looked pretty good. Uh, How about those Tennessee Vols? Yeah, I mean, they were playing South Carolina, but they looked pretty damn good, man. Came back, comfort behind victory. Um, it turned out to be a good game. Yeah. KP, let me ask you I'll a question. I'll tell you what, man. Ask me something. Ask me something. Who is the most annoying fan base in college football? In college football? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a couple it's of... It's Cowboy fans and the shit. pros. We ain't even got to debate that. Uh, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, and I can agree with that. Outside of Patriots fans. Uh, man, most annoying fan base. Alabama fans can be pretty annoying. Texas fans uh, aren't as bad. Ding, ding. Oh, I see. I think it's Texas fans. Yeah, they can be, but I think Oklahoma's worse. So, you you had Texas fans, we're going to beat the fuck out of Texas Tech. We're going to beat them by 50. And for a team nope. that has been mediocre since Vince, Vince Young took his last snap there. I, actually, I'll say since Colt McCoy got mollywopped in the... Uh, yeah, uh, in, a, in a national championship yeah. against Alabama. Yeah, uh, they have not. They have been the definition of, of mediocre. Now, I like uh, Sam Ellinger. Um, I, I I think Texas is a fun squad to watch. But man, you almost lost to Texas Tech, and Texas Tech did blow a you know fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter, so they did it to themselves. But yep, how good can you be, Texas? How good can you be, man? I don't think they're that great. In fact, I'm kind of pissed that you know Charlie Strong getting fired and really not giving a chance. You we know, can talk about it. Tom Herman. We don't. We don't. We don't get yeah, the yeah. second chance. We don't get the right to fail. We don't get the yeah, right to I didn't build. Like that. Yeah, like kind of like Ty. That's why I hate Notre Dame because what happened to Ty Willingham? Yep. You know, Ty Willingham had a decent record and they got rid of him, and then you get Charlie Weiss who's just garbage, and that's why I hate Notre Dame. Uh, speaking of other people that hate Notre Dame, man, how about the fucking you? Yeah. Even though they played Florida State, but still, you know, big time rivalry game. I thought it was going to be more competitive, but you blew them out, and now they got the number eight ranking in the country. And I love the U. I'm a U fan, but I'm going to pump the brakes before I say the U is back. Derek King, man. Um, if I if I remember correctly, he led them in passing and rushing. Uh, yeah, he, he was all over the place. They put up 52 points. Florida State stinks. Mike Norvell. Um, Mike Norvell is gonna have to get his shit together. He's gonna have to figure out real fast. Mike Norvell should have stayed at Memphis. He's gonna have to figure out real fast that this is not Memphis. He's Central Arkansas alumni, so I'm not gonna hate on him. You know, he was there when I was there. He's the only white dude I've ever seen with cornrows. You know, he looks totally different now than what he was when I was there. But um, you know what's gonna happen at Florida State, right? Norvell's going to get fired in about three or four years, and you know who the next coach is going to be. It ain't going to be Deion Sanders. Gets, 
I think it is going to be Deion Sanders. What that? Why not? They sent him down. Said, Especially, "We're gonna bring in Norvell. You go hire. You go coach. We just need you, you to get some experience. Yeah, go get some experience yeah, down there. Experience at the college level. Bring up them. Uh, I think it's going to be Deion. Bring Sanders. up them HBCU boys with you. Man, Prime is Florida State. Yeah, he is Florida State, but he's gonna have to prove that he can coach, or at least put together a staff that can coach. Because if he can recruit, he don't have to coach. But uh, he's gonna have to put together a strong staff. Or come on, man, you mean to tell me if Deion Sanders came to your living room, bruh? It's a foregone conclusion. They like Mark is going to. Oh, he can recruit, but can he coach? But your parents gonna send you there because it's Deion Sanders, right? But can he coach? Kenny Coach. That's that's what it comes down to. Well, I think he's proved it at the high school level. I think he, he can, obviously. You know, but we got to see what it's like at the college level. You know, can you recruit? Can you coach? Can you maintain a staff? All that good stuff. Exactly. Because he's never been a head coach. He's always been a coordinator. But that'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, man, we got a lot of marquee matchups this week. Just to go through them a few. I know we are coming at the top of the show. We've been rifling off these hot takes all day. Or, well, you know, for at least for the last hour. So, you know, in the SEC, you got Arkansas versus Mississippi State, obviously. Uh, Missouri, Tennessee, South Carolina, Florida, A&M and Alabama. Mrs. Ole Miss, I said Mississippi, Ole Miss and Kentucky, Auburn, Georgia, and LSU and Vanderbilt. So, nice little slate to see. Uh, some of the uh, other ones, you know, AP 25 games. Uh, I mean, nothing much to write home about. You got TCU in Texas, Memphis and SMU. Uh a, a couple, but, you know, the SEC's back, Pac-12's back. I knew all of them were going to eventually come back anyway, so yep. that's, that's that on that. Let's, before we get out of here, man, let's go ahead and get into some of this week four pick'em. So, this is a spot of show. We're not doing hate o'clock this week because it just wouldn't feel the same without big facts. And plus, you know, I kind of aired my grievances against Darren Waller, the New Orleans Saints defense, and uh, Lamar Jackson. We're going to get to this week four, man. So the first matchup we got, Browns at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I would I would go with the Cowboys to cover that. Yeah, I like the Cowboys in this game. Uh, you know, it'll be, I think it'll be close and competitive. competitive. I think it'll be another offensive shootout. Uh, but you know what? Alden Smith is having a great season so far. What a pickup. You know, I think, yeah, man, I, you know, it was on April Fool's Day and I'm like, this has got to be the biggest joke ever. But man, he looks like he had skipped a beat and, uh, really he's the, the, the sole bright spot on that defense. You know, Everson Griffin's starting to get adjusted. D-Law, man, he hasn't done much. Hasn't done much at all. And so hopefully maybe this will be the week that they bounce back. You know, Baker Mayfield's a little iffy. Uh, we got the Broncos and Jets going on right now. The uh, Jets just went up 28 to 27 with 623. Please fire Adam Gase. There's only so much of this we can take. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think Adam Gase, uh, Dan Quinn, definitely two coaches that are going to be on the chopping but, block. But we can't find, like, but uh me in Kansas City can't get a job. You know what I mean? See, that's what's going to stop the Chiefs. Once Bienemy leaves, they're done. I think so. The enemy can't get a job, but we got these two clowns coaching. I know, man. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, Cardinals and Panthers. The Cardinals are three and a half point favorites. Mm. Over-under is 51 and a half. 
Uh, I think the Cardinals win. I think Kyler. <sighs> you know, that's going to really depend on the running game because the Panthers can't stop the run to, to, to save their lives. Nope. And I'm not convinced that Kenyon Drake is is like a bell cow running back that you can hand the ball to 20 times. Uh, but if you can figure out. Now, the thing for the Cardinals is Kyler Murray can use his feet to kill you. Um, so yep. if they can get that Kenyon Drake and, and Edmonds going, that's the key to beating the Panthers. The, the Panthers can't stop anybody on the run. Uh, Chargers and Bucks. So the Bucks are seven point favorites. I like the Chargers, man. I, I, I don't know that they win. I like the Chargers to cover though. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I just so. don't trust the Bucks. I don't trust the Bucks. Now the Chargers. Tr- well, okay. I, I let me change my mind because here's the thing about the Buccaneers. I don't. I don't trust their offense. I mean, you look at Mike Evans, two catches, both on the one yard line, both happen to go for touchdowns. Chris Godwin missing the game, uh, but the Buccaneers defense is playing absolutely lights out. That that is the reason that they're two and one right now is because that that Bucks defense is legit. Uh, Chargers, you know, very Chargers-like, a lot of injuries. Melvin Ingram's hurt. Derwin James is out for the year. Um, you know, I, they've got some line issues. I, I don't know what to really make of the Chargers. I, I want to say that they could cover that, but that, that Buccaneers defense is tough for a rookie quarterback. Uh, Colts and, and the undefeated Chicago Bears. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me the Bears. I think I think Nick Foles is going to come in and, and stabilize this offense. He's going to make Anthony Miller look better. He's going to Allen Robinson is actually going to get to show why he's a number one, not just because he gets the targets, because he can absolutely ball. Uh, maybe that opens up the lane for David Montgomery a little bit to get going. Uh, the thing about the Bears, yes, they're three and zero. Khalil Mack's got to play better. That defense has got to play better. Uh, yeah, way better. Because you know the 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 argument between. Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack is no longer an argument. I think Aaron Donald is a much better defensive player than... Okay, that's not fair. I'm not saying he's slop, but Khalil Mack has to play better. Khalil Mack disappears in yeah. ways that Aaron Donald does not. Yeah. I, I No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Jaguars and Bengals. Bang, Bengals are actually three-point favorites. That's, three that's a stay-away game, y'all. That's a stay-away game. Don't don't put no money on that I mean, game. Nah, I wouldn't. Uh, Ravens and, and the Washington football team named TBD. Ravens are 14-point favorites. That's You know, that's a huge spread for the NFL, but I'll take it. The Ravens uh, should crush them. The, the, the Washington football team, they stink. Uh, they th- There's really not much to say. Terry McLaren's a beast. That wide receiving core is young. I'm... Jury is out on Dwayne Haskins. I think he stinks, but when he, when he throws a pretty ball, he throws a pretty ass ball. Man, you know what? I'm gonna get a young buck another chance. I'm with you, man. I gotta give him. I'm with you. Chance. I want him to get as many chances as uh as they giving Baker Mayfield and all these cats. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, New Orleans Saints four point favorites against the Detroit Lions. Lions, uh, Lions are terrible. Um, yes, I, I'll take. But see, this is a game that the Saints would typically lose in some random Saints way. But the Saints, I think, are motivated. This is kind of a must win game for them if they go to one and three. With Drew Brees playing as bad as he is, um, you're gonna start to hear some Jameis whispers there real soon. But give me the Saints take to cover that. All right, so this next one's gotta be off. 
So the Seattle Seahawks are only six and a half point favorites against the Miami Dolphins, but the Ravens are 14 point favorites over the Washington football team named TBD. I don't understand this one. It's a traveling <laughs> game, traveling to the East Coast. You can't really go further. Oh yeah, that's right. West Coast, yeah. East Coast. Yeah. That's literally the furthest. Like, like that's the furthest two teams are away from each other, Miami and Seattle. So catch Seattle slipping. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steelers and Titans. Oh, that's postponed. So we're not even thinking about that one. That's not happening. Uh, Texans and Vikings. The Texans are four point favorites against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I like. The you see, I think that this is a game that the Texans would win by a field goal, or the Vikings will win this game. Give me, give me the Vikings to cover that. Okay. Uh, Rams and Giants. Rams are thirteen point favorites. Yeah, I can't see a scenario where the Rams don't don't just blow beat the brakes off. Throttle this team. them. Yeah, that's just that's just crazy. Uh, the Bills against your Las Vegas Raiders. Three point favorites. That's a good game, man. Uh, Las Vegas is hurting on both sides of the ball. Uh, they do get Nick Wachowski back, who is really good for their run defense. Um, but, man, the Raiders just don't have the weapons on offense right now. Uh, the Bills are going to win that game. Yeah, so what would you get? What advice would you give a young brother who happens to have Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen in fantasy? I mean, that Washington football team named TBD matchup looks awfully tempting, but I think the way Josh Allen's been playing, would you sit Josh Allen and start Lamar Jackson or vice versa? I don't know that you're going to go wrong either way. I'd probably go Lamar Jackson, but because, and I simply say because the Raiders, from a passing perspective, Trayvon Mullen is the truth. Um, they've got a lot of young pieces. The Raiders' defense isn't putrid. Uh, like that of the Washington football team, but I, th- I still think that Josh Allen has a big game. I mean, I, I don't think you go wrong either way. All right, appreciate the tips. I will uh, use that. Uh, Chiefs and Patriots, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites. Uh, Yeah, give me the Chiefs, man. I, I mean, I don't know that this is going to be a close game. That The New England Patriots defense hasn't particularly play well they did play the Raiders last week but the Raiders were moving the ball uh they got to the the red zone a couple times Josh Jacobs ended up fumbling and recovering his own fumble but uh Derek Carr ended up fumbling in the red zone so um that that defense can be had and this Chiefs this Chiefs team is just incredible so yeah I like the Chiefs to cover that yeah same here uh, 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles for the Sunday night game. The 49ers are seven-point favorite. Man, we couldn't flex that game. NBC couldn't be like, yo, give me know, give right? me the Patriots Chiefs. Exactly. That's the one I would have took. They should flex it now that, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about Pittsburgh and uh, Tennessee. I may not even watch that game because uh, I don't watch bad football. Um, the Niners, I... <sighs> I don't know, man. Nick Mullins. Oh, well, it gets worse. The Monday night game is even better. Yeah, Monday night, Packers, Falcons. That's going to be a good game. I I think the Packers, Falcons probably get up to a big lead as they do. And blow it. Shout out to Calvin Ridley, by the way. Calvin Ridley is absolutely balling. Yeah, he's balling this year. And he has slowly become Uh, the number one on that team. Yeah, in fact, you know what? Uh, But Packers are seven and a half point favorites. I like the Packers in that one. I'm taking the 49ers. I'll take uh, the Falcons to cover. Yeah. Okay. Um, I We were going to have a segment, trade rumors. There is a strong rumor. Somebody said that Julio Jones may be on the block. 
that the Falcons are thinking about blowing it up. I don't know. I don't really see that happening. But, you know, Calvin really is emerging as a solid number one. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's something I wanted to I, I will just say that to next week. This is trade deadline is coming up soon. And uh, but that was just something I saw today. That will be interesting. I mean, why not? The Falcons, they suck. They should be 0-4 by the end of this. Dan Quinn probably going to lose his job. And You got to get weapons around Matt Ryan. I mean, he still can go. He's serviceable. Let me ask you something. You got to get something around him. Ask me something. Matt Ryan. Uh, but Mike Jones is leading this crusade about Matt Ryan. So let me ask you, is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? No. That's what... Not to me, no. Who who is saying... There's so many cats that think that uh, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. Is Phillip Rivers a Hall of Famer? All right, so that's a tough one because I kind of put Phillip Rivers on that Dan Fouts level. Mm. And Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. I mean, I think if you're going by today's standards, yeah. I don't think there's any way he gets into the Hall of Fame. Like He's not even a top five quarterback of of this generation. So I'll I'll answer a question with a question. Do you think Donovan McNabb is a Hall of Famer? No. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to tell, man. But nah, Matt Ryan is not a Hall. If he would have won a Super Bowl, maybe. But that's what I say about Donovan McNabb. If he would have won the Super Bowl, yeah. he probably gets in. But other than that, yeah, I mean, it's hard. McNabb was a really good quarterback for a period of time. I don't think he was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now I think Cam Newton's a Hall. Of I Famer. think Cam Newton. Ah! Cam definitely a Hall of Famer. I don't know about 2015, that. 2015, oh, I, I think. I don't was. know about that. But, you know, but if I'm New England Patriots, do I look at entertaining trading for Julio Jones for a first-round pick and give him, Cam Newton him? Why? I mean, I don't know. It was just a rumor. I don't know if it has any legs, but, you know, they'll, I'm sure we'll see. As, as the closer we get to the trade deadline, we'll see. If any of that has any substance to it, and you know, we'll 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 sit and wait. But uh, yeah, man, hey, it's been a very interesting show. I appreciate you filling in. Hey, now before we go, we always give you the opportunity to plug something, man. So uh, you know, you being one of the co-founders of the Two Smart Network, why don't you let the people in on the in on the current roster of a podcast we got? Yeah, if you want to run that down? Of course. For us. Uh, you got the two smart dummies getting you all the way through the NBA Finals. You got the Black Content Corner with your girl Kenny B. You've got. You know what? Speaking of Kenny B, real quick, I got an interesting story because I'm trying to get her on the sexy suburban dad, right? And I slid in Kenny B's DMs the other day at five in the morning when I was out jogging, saying, "Hey, I got this idea. You should get on the sexy suburban dad." And talk Lovecraft Country with us. So hopefully she does. You got to make that happen for her. I can make that happen. She, uh, I, I've right. been trying to. I'm gonna have to binge the show because it was a little too wild for me to follow week to week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna binge that. But yeah, she's she's up to date on it. She likes the show. I'm gonna have her. I'm gonna make sure yeah, that she comes on and breaks it down with you. In fact, I'm glad we up late, man, because the boys comes on in like 30 minutes. So I might as well just stay up and watch. I need to get on that. <laughs> like I. Hey, it is. It's a good show. You know, I'm acting like I just don't have a job and don't have to work in the morning, but it's all good. Uh, but yeah, continue. Uh, that's that's where we at. We've got the uh, When the Smoke Clears podcast coming back. We are kind of in a, a, a transition. We, we, we're we going to hit some season twos down the road with uh, Tillman's Temper. Spoil alert. You guys are back with Random, Random Nostalgia. You and Petey really killing it on that 2007 y'all just broke down. 
Yeah, man. So we're just sitting in for you and Rolo. You know, while you guys are on hiatus, we understand you're doing things. So we just want to fill in for a little bit. Uh, then you got like sexy suburban that season two. You know, we'll be coming back with a new episode. Pretty. You got you got to have me on yeah. there for something, man. Okay. Man, you know what? I tried to get you on there. So you know, in the group chat, I said, hey. You know, we we need to have you on there to talk about something. We were talking, we're all watching Oz again. So I just watched another episode of Oz. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to figure that out, man. We'll really have to go with the scheduling and, and really, you know, I'm going through some of my ideas for the list of episodes. So, you know, we, we love having guests, man. You know, you, Kenny B, Jewel Dropping Jake, man, we, we like it. So, uh... We'll, we'll get you in there, man, most definitely. But I appreciate you riding shotgun with me tonight on Fumble Rooski Football Podcast. I'm sure the big homie, Big Facts, will be back with us next week. Get well, bro. Uh, man, where can they find you, man? Where can the folks find you on social media? Oh, your boy's off social media. Uh, you can hit I me. I don't at, blame you. I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't roll with social media except for Twitter. Uh, you can far, find me at... Uh, Damn, same OG. That's it. Like the like the genuine album. So, uh, oh man, take it back to one hundred percent. You know, so that that's me. You can find me at Arkansas. M A R Q U. Wait, M A R Q A S A S. Like Arkansas. So that's me. Got it. Got it. Yep. And you guys know you can find me at the underscore mighty underscore carry on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, man, that's going to do it for another episode of Fumbaruski. So, hey, get out there, have your brews, do you do your social distance and tailgating like your boy. Man, I, it's sad because I play cornhole by myself, but hey, at least I'm playing against somebody that's on my skill level and somebody that I love. So, hey, it's all good. Uh, anyway, man, we out. Peace. Peace.